The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. This week we're discussing the Lethal Weapon Quadrology. Quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Series. Series. Starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Joe Pesci. Chris Rock. Rene Russo. Rene Russo. Rene Russo to a certain extent. And a guy in his pants with a flamethrower. Did you say Gary Busey? Is he in them? He's in the first one. Oh, you see. And Joss Ackland. Joss Ackland. And the second one. And Jet Li. And oh, and that, that woman, uh, Patsy Kensett. Yeah, Patsy yeah. Kensett. Sadie from Emmerdale. Oh, yeah. Farm. Frumpy mum now. Mm-hmm. Well, she's lost a bit recently. So Has she? Yeah, she's Good on nice. her. Yeah. Good on her. Definitely. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Craig Bevan. I'm Richard Smith. And I'm Alison Downing. So this is an extra special one for all you Lethal Weapon fans out there. Yeah, if you like Lethal Weapon and want to hear us talk about it, this is the episode you should listen to. Yeah, if you don't like Lethal Weapon, or if you do like Lethal Weapon but you just don't want us to talk about it, then... Too much, yeah. Turn off now. Okay, so I remember seeing Lethal Weapon when I was about 13 at school. Okay. Uh... Someone brought they showed it, in. it at school. Or? Not not intentionally. It was sort of a end of year Christmas thing uh, in the music lesson. Isn't it a fifteen? Yes, it was. It was very much against the law. Eighteen? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Leaf weapon one and Leaf weapon two. Eighteen, three, and four, fifteens. Yeah, we shouldn't have been shown it at all. Uh, of course, if it was classified in this day and age, I'm sure it'd be a fifteen. Possibly, possibly. I don't know, it's got Mel Gibson in. And <laughs> therefore, shouldn't be viewed by anybody. Yeah. Just generally. The mullet's a star in itself. It is. It's almost it is as if... It's his real hair, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think so. It was at the time, anyway, yeah. 
Right. I, it was something missing from four. It was the and you think you sat there watching four and you think, well, what's missing? The mullet. The mullet. No mullet in no four. No mullet in four. Well, you can't really push that to nineteen ninety eight, really, can you? You look like a normal person. You don't look unhinged anymore. It was pushing it in number you, three, to be honest. You look having like you've had therapy. Having the mullet. Now, I'm going to jump right in here, right, and two say feet. two feet, and I'm going to like bend over and bob my head in when I land. Okay. All right. I don't think this is a particularly good set of films, but I think they are, in the majority, entertaining. They are very entertaining, I entertaining. There are many instances in these films when we are shown examples of why they are not good films. Mm-hmm. Certainly in number three and... Number four. Number four. number four. Yeah, I'm going to come back to number four because let's, that's... Let's start at the beginning in the hazy days of 1987. Lethal Weapon, as it was. Lethal Weapon, as a standalone film. Quite a good action film sort of thing. Quite a good Com- action, comedy action comedy. Yeah. Action and comedy film. Certainly, you know, not it may. I think the story's sort of plot line has been done to death in that it's the aged cop one day from retirement gets partnered up with the young maverick hothead cop. Yeah, loose in this cannon, case, the loose cannon, the, the yes. lethal weapon, if you would. In this one, Mel we had to classify you as a lethal weapon, yeah. and of course, Danny Glover, the old cop, the old cop. which for a start, I'm too old for this shit. I think is. A flaw throughout the series in that in the first, first one, one he's, he's about retiring, to retire, yeah. but he's obviously got another fifteen years left in him, <laughs> um, making him probably near eighty. Well, it is in, realistic in the fact that he's about to retire at the age of fifty, which was the retirement age. Is it one, really? one of the retirement ages you can still retire? Yeah, it depends okay. what time you join the force. Depends on that's... what type of pension you've got and right, how much you can yeah. afford. And then it got put back to sixty, and then it's getting to sixty-five. So I don't think it's entirely unrealistic, but it is quite funny that in the first one in 1987, he's about to retire yeah. when he gets partnered up, which is quite an odd little thing. Here we it, are, actually, 20 year, 19 years later. Mm-hmm. That's how shit my maths is. I forgot <laughs> what I was about to do there. 10% of a million people. 10% of a million. Still don't know what it is. Not sure what the um, what was the first Buddy Cop movie, but this is certainly one of the first. Yeah. And it sort of set up what was then to become a plethora of buddy cop films particularly made by Joel Silver um, you've got like lashed at, well not, not so necessarily buddy cops but like buddy like uh, the two people who are from different backgrounds who have to be forced to work together and you know you've got 48 hours I think which was before this actually so I'm stand corrected mm. instantly 48 hours was before um, and uh, Last Action Hero and Stakeout Stakeout, yeah. And Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Turner indeed. and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. You know, <laughs> K9. K9. Same story. Uh, how did but, no one notice? But the dog didn't die. Yeah. But mm, how did far better. Notice? Don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. Oh, and he uses Donkey Kong at the end to, oh, yeah, to yeah. trick the bad guys into thinking he's got a bomb. It's very funny. So this is the sort of like the beginning of this, well, not the beginning of this, I've just established that I was wrong. The <laughs> It was sort of coming up to the pinnacle of this particular genre, which has since subsequently died a hideous death because everyone got sick of seeing the same uh, this is the, the same story. Time for it, really. This is the perfect time for it. And so you've got what makes Lethal Weapon stand out is the fact, or at least the first week Lethal Weapon is, it was written by Shane Black. 
What else yeah. has Shane Black written? Shane Black wrote um, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and which, love it or hate it, it does have some very funny lines in. I think it's a cracking little movie, Long Kiss Goodnight. I, I didn't mind it too much. Uh, recently directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which we reviewed. Ah, a few yes. Months back. Also. Electric dialogue. Which is very good dialogue. Electric plug Even if you don't think so, it looks. Yeah. Even if you don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lux the poet, who believes that we owe him six ninety nine for the copy that he bought of... of of uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Could have got it in five ninety nine off the internet. Anyway, He's no so, chance. You know. No chance. No chance. Okay. If so, you donate six ninety nine to us first, you can have it. You yeah. can have it. How's that? That'll be all right. So um, yeah. So we've got to the um, the buddy cop movie set up. We've got Shane Black. We've also got Richard Donner directing now. Richard Donner's a bit of a hit missed character. But we've already directed. We've already directed. directed a hell of a lot. He's directed he? a hell of a lot. We've already reviewed uh, the Goonies, which he did. Polter- yeah. He did Poltergeist, the first Superman. Poltergeist. Mm. Um, what else did he do? Uh, recently, he did a lot of shit. He- didn't he do Cutthroat Island? No, that's Rennie Harlan. Um, but he did like. Didn't he do a lot of kids stuff as well? Like a lot of kids stuff. He did a fair bit of kids stuff, I think. Uh, like Goonies, Goonies is the most prominent. Um, but Goonies isn't for kids. <laughs> yeah. Goonies is for everyone. Goonies Especially is for everyone. you, eh, Rich? You yeah. Yeah. But you were a kid when you first watched it, Richard. One yeah. of the most still popular can't. episodes we ever did. Yeah. Mm. Just, still can't get over the paper at the end. I was still struggling with that paper where he rips up the contract. Yeah. Mm. And the extra paper comes from behind him. Yeah, Mm. it's magic paper. I still can't get over that. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. It's symbolising the freedom that they're all going through now. Shut up. But it's interesting that Richard Donner, you can sit and watch a Richard Donner film and not know that it's a Richard Donner film. But what stands out, there's nothing, what I'm saying is there's nothing... Well, it's not that very... There's no stylistic no. signature. There's no... Oh, we did Maverick as well. Um, no, I did like Maverick, I even though I had Mel Gibson. It's very by the book, isn't he, really? Yeah, he's very by the book in terms of style. Safe. But he, what he does do very well is direct banter and yeah. character interaction. Yeah. And that's what makes this franchise so special, is the relationship between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover and the way that Mel Gibson and Danny Glover play each other, play off of each other, the way that Richard Donner manages to make them interact, the way that the script is so... The scripts are so witty and clever. The stories are pretty shit, to be perfect. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've just admitted downstairs that I don't remember a great deal about these films, but the things that I do remember... Are interactions between the two of them and not even necessarily the content of the dialogue but just how they were with each other mm. that I remember the, the storyline I, I had to have you fill it in for me the stories could have been doing like a TV episode really couldn't they yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't about the plot line it was about their relationship wasn't it well, the plot lines are deadly simple um, I, well I say they're deadly simple they're actually fairly complicated especially for Weapon 4 which had me sort of half guessing what the fuck was going on until the very end so um, but not because it was necessarily hidden story it was just because the, you know the investigation as they discovered more and more what's actually going on Lethal Weapon had me going what the fuck is going on as I'm seeing explanation as I'm watching Danny Glover, the 65-year-old man fighting Jet Li and yeah. winning, I am asking, yes. what, the, what the, fuck the fuck is going, going on? on? Yeah, but the stories, for <laughs> the most part, are very complicated. <laughs> are very complex in the fact what in terms of how you get to what's going on, but very simple in the terms of what they're thematically exploring or whatever they're getting into. 
Lethal Weapon One is one. Of, Lethal Weapon One and Two are the more complex. Now, personally, you could probably argue that they should have just stopped after Two. Oh, they should most certainly have, have stopped yeah. after Two. They had um, a rewrite of Two. <coughs> um, well, Shane Black did a write of Two where Mel Gibson dies at the end. Um, no need for that. Well, not necessarily no need for that, but you there know, was, you know, there was. It was always intended initially that Lethal Weapon Two was going to end it. They intended that with the first one. They did it, an end where um, Rog and Murtos shake hands at the end. Um, Riggs is um, Riggs and Murtos even um, shake hands at the end. <laughs> shake hands Roger, with myself. I shake hands with myself all the time. <laughs> no one else will. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, where they they shake hands and they part ways, and Mel Gibson's happy because he's not going to commit suicide, and Roger's happy because he's still a cop and he doesn't really want to retire. Yeah, he should watch Downfall. Yeah, mm. Mel Gibson. It'll get him back on the tracks to kill himself. Yeah, it will. Yeah. So um, that's you know there's there's more complex elements at play in Lethal Weapon because you do have Mel Gibson sort of struggle with um, the death of his wife and wanting to kill himself and being a bit of a on the edge. Wasn't he in Nam? Yeah, he was in yeah, Nam as in well. Nam as well. And he now lives in a trailer. Yeah, on, on the, the beach. beach. By himself. No, he still has family because does he? Murtaugh's his family. Well, no, oh, but then oh, that's that's what that's what that's part of the, one is about, the really. Love story, yeah. really. Yeah, and it is a love story of sorts. It's yes, sort of it a, is. you know, it is about those two. Now, yeah. if you had a lethal weapon film without Murtaugh, it would be shit. It, mm. You know, it wouldn't be made. If you had a lethal weapon film that wasn't directed by Richard Donner, it would have been shit. You yeah. could argue that if you didn't have a film by Shane Black, such as. <clears throat> Two, three, and four—it would be a bit shit. But where two, one, and two kind of dovetail themselves really nicely. Um, three it's like and four, Superman one and two. Yeah, you know. And then three and four became a bit shit. And then three and four came out. Yeah, Godfather one and two. Three isn't terrible. It's, it's not just, as bad as people. No, like it's not as bad it, as people it? make out. The alien, uh, the bit with the helicopter films. is brilliant. Yeah, what the alien, the alien set of films. The alien set of films. Stop at two. Stop sort at two. Of. Maybe one day three. the Spider-Man films. Maybe one day. I've heard four, five, and six. Same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Four, five, and six. Pirates no. No. Fucking. There really. How? There really is this horrible trend, isn't there? To just keep going and squeezing these franchises for all their work. I can understand Spider-Man. There's so much story there with the comics. Yeah. They're so sp- oh. X-Men should have stopped it too. I mean, there's... No, X-Men is coming. And well. Wolverine, isn't it? Oh, God. There's so few that have succeeded. I mean, which, which ones have? Which ones have succeeded to f- all, all four? All of say? them. Pirates 2 is breaking box office records. Also, Successful in terms of money. box office That's revenue. That's matters. But diminishing critical return is... These people Before. are making films to make money, not Lord to of the make Rings. films. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That was one a, film, Tammy. That, that was, was one film. Yeah. And part of a planned trilogy, not technically. Matrix. Not technically a sequel. Oh, yeah, Matrix. Downfall on the second two. You know, you've yeah. got... Yeah, it is a running trend. But, um... Back to Lethal Weapon. Terminator films, sorry. Terminator films, Should yeah. have stopped at two. Should have stopped at two. What Highlander should have stopped. Indiana Jones should have stopped at three. That's... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I have high hopes. I have high hopes that they're not going to make it. (laughs) Um, They're never going to bloody make it. When the hell are those guys going to get together and have time to do They're getting old, you know. I know they are. Look at Ford. Oh, he's the oldest. Easily. Mm. Indiana Zimmer. (laughs) (laughs) On the frame of doom. (laughs) 
pension of doom. That's it, you've inspired them. They're going to write the script now. The yeah. cursed gyro. Ghostbusters um, 3 as well. Ghostbusters 3. Good thing they didn't do that. that. No, that may come yet. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Why? 2 was bad enough. Um, so, yeah. Vigo. Back to Brilliant. back to Lethal Weapon then. Lethal Weapon one. Two was good. Two was good. Of Lethal Weapon. Ghostbusters. Ghost, I don't know. Ghostbusters it wasn't. Two's eight. No, it wasn't. It wasn't nearly as funny Janos. as the first one. Oh, the River of Slime. The River of Slime. It looked like bubble Statue bath. Of Liberty walking, walking down Statue the road. Of Liberty. Slime. Oh yeah, that was a good bit. Yeah, that yeah, was about the only good. good bit. The Titanic turning up for fuck's sake. That was kind of Jack funny. Jack Rose. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Rose. Rose. Mr. Rose. <laughs> you want to take it, Rose? Fram. Fram. Soto. <laughs> Riggs. Murtar. Too old for this ship. <laughs> the, uh... Now, is it Lethal Weapon 1 that has that cool scene where the guy falls into the swimming pool with yeah. that cover on it? And he drowns, and it's in the, horrible. It's in the middle of the plastic. No, that's... Yeah, that is the first that one. Is, is that, that the is one? The first yeah, one. That, yeah. that moment's pretty cool. That's, no, there is some really good violence in the two films, in the first two films. The violence then becomes really shit in the second two. Two's mm. the one with the Mel Gibson butt in the moonlight shot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, not, it isn't... isn't a, there isn't a butt in the, moon sh- in the moonlight shot. In like, not weapon. like Loaded Weapon. Not like Loaded Weapon. Loaded, loaded, loaded Weapon was brilliant. <laughs> No, Lethal Weapon has the uh, Lethal Weapon has some really good people having their necks snapped, and I think it was the first time I'd ever seen neck snapping in a film, and it was so cool at the time. <laughs> just it, it just runs. Uh, the scene when he's being tortured by Eno or whatever his yeah, name is, um, yeah. Endo. Endo here has forgotten more about dispensing pain than you and I will ever know, and he gets like electrocuted in the in the shower room, and then after that he breaks Endo's neck with his, with his legs, legs yeah. and runs in, grabs some other guy, and breaks his neck, goes down a That's chain, true. and lots of breaking necks, lots of shooting people, going with um, the Die Hard kind of sort of the, the and RoboCop with the blood squids, which were far too big for actual gunshots, mm. but the. Um, but yeah, the violence in it is very good. The um, the sequence, the standoff with Gary Busey and um, yeah. Lethal Weapon, uh, Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson, Lethal, the Lethal Tell Weapon. Tell him one of those guys. I liked it when Lethal Weapon blew up that building. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it when <laughs> Die Hard killed the man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh god! I liked it when Matrix had the coaches. <laughs> 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 Some people do that. Oh no! It was so good when Star Trek crashed the Enterprise. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, Independence Day gave the aliens a virus. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when the Great Escape escaped. Yep. <laughs> Why do they all have this voice? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is Mel Gibson. Are we unnecessarily cruel to Mel Gibson and his acting ability? He deserves it. No. Let's let's be big people now. I think Lethal Weapon is actually some of his finest work. I personally do. Obviously, you've got Mad Max as well. Debatable. I know, it's a cult film classic, but it really doesn't light my fire, that film. I mean, he was, he was quite solid because he wasn't really trying too hard, I don't think. Ransom's a good yeah, one. Yeah, maybe so. Ransom's good. Ransom's good. I think uh, that was payback. the last payback. Right. The hammer's on the toes bit in payback. Mm. This little piggy went to the market. Crack. <laughs> Conspiracy theory doesn't count. No. It's got Julia Roberts. Shit. Um, that was Richard Donner as well. I enjoyed his performance in Signs. What about Man Without a Face? Not seen oh, that actually. I haven't seen that. I've seen Forever Young though. God, no, that was awful. It's all right. No, that was it's bad. It's not too bad. That was it's schmaltzy, but it's, so, it's good. Yeah, the early nineties schmaltzy phase. Have you yeah. seen What Women Want? That's yes. awful. I used to own it on DVD. Awful and then film. I, I, I think got that rid was a plane film. You know, when you're you're on a flight. Yeah, definitely. I did find it amusing places. I yeah, really did. the, the funny scene is the bathroom scene. After the bathroom scene, you can quit watching. I liked it. I nearly bossed. I did. I did like it where he beds that girl though, Marissa Tomei. But we're mean to him now. Does he He's, hate us? He Why hates all he Brits. He hates the English. Doesn't he, doesn't he like us? He doesn't like us. Look at Braveheart. Look at the Patriot. Uh, but we're lovely, really. We're lovely, really. We wouldn't hurt him. <laughs> yeah, if he didn't hate us as much, he'd never have made me watch the Patriot. He's done some rather silly and misjudged things recently as well, and that, you know, we He's just, just can't get behind that, really, really. isn't he now? You know what I mean? Yeah. That need, horrible case kind of, stop. of someone, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Charlton Heston and James Woods, who sort of let their oh, politics... Oh, God, what's up with James Woods? Oh, he's a big, nasty Republican. Um, yeah, but, oh, you know... You, oh, dear, you, I'm disappointed now. Sort of let their politics <laughs> get in the way of you actually enjoying their films. Uh, to a certain extent, I mean, you know these sort of the certain actors who you know are arseholes but you know I, d- I know Robert De Niro is a bit of an arsehole but I never get like, that doesn't get in the way of enjoying any of his performances and I don't let it get in the way of me enjoying any of Mel Gibson's earlier stuff either no it's sort of it's, it's the actor rather than the character uh, yeah just in the same way that I always remember that mm. Michael Jackson wrote Billy Jean yeah just as I enjoy On the Waterfront, even though the guy directed it actually like named loads of people in Hollywood as communists and got ruined yeah, their lives and it, stuff like that. You don't it doesn't really bother me how what political side because you're judging their artist artistic merit yeah. rather than their personality. And as long as you can sort of put that that element to one side, then It's a tricky thing, the celebrity and politics thing. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. just apply to actors like you've just said, you know. Well, didn't we hit um, on this in um, the birthday show? Yeah, I'm sure we the, did. The, you mentioned she, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a voice and she uses it. And sometimes people do that very, very successfully. And sometimes it people depends on make what they're using themselves. it for as well. Yeah, which is, you know, well, Mel clearly uses his voice for evil. <laughs> they, they proved that on South Park, didn't they? Or something. Yeah. I, I've seen a graph. Which Any, anybody who has to punt their work through the churches before an honest movie audience first. No, I think that was a smashing it, idea. The, I'm, those people I'm really not sure about that. The Passion of the Christ got so much free publicity I know thanks it to did. the church. Yeah. It, it wasn't well, the free publicity. 
It wasn't well, free. The they did tours well. of churches first. I thought it was quite interesting with the Passion of Christ. Was that? I, w- it? I went through. Um, well, no, I haven't seen it. It's a film but, based uh, on a book. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah. a film based on a book. Um, it's a good story. Um, <laughs> based on the bestseller. Best film, the bestseller from <laughs> some guy who never got credit for his work. Um, King James. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like to my darling Candy. Gideon. All characters in this book are entirely <laughs> fictitious, and any resemblance they bear to real people is entirely coincidental. The first page of the Bible has been found today. Um, no, the uh, when I was walking through Leeds and uh, saw a church, and it had um, on a banner at the front saying "The Passion of Christ," not just a film. It actually happened which i found very amusing Um, yeah it's like at least understand that you're not holding a book of history you're holding a book of of religion religion Mm. and a book of moral stories Mm. if you will Mm. a book of aesop's fables yeah yeah we are off on one here let's let's bring this back let's let's bring this back we've just trashed the bible in the last five minutes right where were we so we've got good violence we've got good dialogue (laughs) um we've got snappy interaction between riggs and Murtaugh, which is the main reason to watch any of these films is some lovely little set pieces as well yeah, some lovely little set pieces. The um, the sniper fight in the desert in Lethal Weapon 1 is really good. The final fight between Busey and uh, Gibson is fucking amazing. Yeah. The, 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 the introduction of um, Gibson's character as well, like the suicide attempt. Ah, now this is interesting. If you, can get a, if you haven't seen these films and you need to get a hold of them, if you want to get a hold of them and watch them, buy the director's cuts. Uh. Because the director's cuts... Um, now, interestingly, they chose... Um, Mel Gibson's sort of action introduction to this film to be a scene where he sat down with a couple of drug dealers and he's trying to buy a shitload of cocaine off them and mm. he says, uh, yeah, well, I'll take the whole load. And the drug dealer says, all right, well, for that, I mean, I can do you a good price, uh, say 100 And then Mel Gibson starts pulling out his wallet and counts $100. And he's like, no, 100000 100000 And uh, Mel Gibson's like, well, sorry I don't have that cash on me right now and then ends up pulling his gun shooting two of them and um, and there's a standoff and one of them's got a gun to Mel Gibson's head and Mel Gibson's just shouting just shoot him just shoot him just shoot him because he doesn't give a shit if he lives or dies which is the character that we've been putting in front here um, and the scene that got deleted which has now been restored is actually one of the best scenes in the series have you, has anyone seen it the, the director's cut is it very nearly oh is it's, it where he sat thinking about killing himself? No, 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 that's in the film as well. Okay. Um, and this scene, basically, they chose... They had two scenes where Mel Gibson's driving around and this two things happened to him, which and it was to show that he didn't really give a shit whether he lived or died, basically, which, oddly enough, made him a really good cop in a, a strange sense. And the second... That was the first scene. And the second scene, which they deleted because it just made the same point twice, but is actually a better scene... Um, probably cut due to the nature of what's going on in the scene is at a school shooting and some guy's gone in gone a bit nuts started um, firing shots off at students has a load of hostages in the building and has killed a few people in the playground and like the entire like the a load of cops are there <coughs> waiting for the SWAT team to arrive and Mel Gibson strolls up walks up the steps um, all past the armoured police officers who are trying to see if they can get an advantage somewhere wearing just his t-shirt and jeans goes into the middle of the playground the sniper starts um, um, firing at him Um, of course he's firing rapidly and doesn't doesn't actually look where he's shooting pulls back and uh, Mel Gibson raises up his barretta to the window um, 
pointing it for like 20 feet away from the uh, the window where he's aiming at, waits till the sniper comes around again and then fires, unloads an entire clip into him. And it's an awesome scene. It's really well done. And um, and then walks back out again and everyone's just like, I don't know if you're mad or really good, <laughs> but I think you're really good and a bit mad. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's one of those sort of introduction scenes. And that would have been a much better introduction, but I think because it was a school shooting, they decided to go with the other one. It's like in First Night, with Richard Gere, yeah, where he doesn't care if he lives or dies, yeah, and neither does the audience. And I, didn't see <laughs> I, I cared if he died. Yeah, I wanted him to die. That was where I was. Mm. Um, but there's Super. a scene in that when he first gets to Camelot, when the young boy runs up to him and goes, "How are you so good? You have to not care if you live or die. Mm. You care if you get conditioner, don't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> what is that crawling in your trousers? Mm-hmm. No, that's the boy talking to oh, right. oh, right. <laughs> me. I just checked my trousers. <laughs> well, there's a lot of spiders in this house. Yeah, 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 yeah. implying there might be a gerbil in his bottom. Oh, right. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Not that there ever was. Well, I don't know. No, it we was suggested know. once, but apparently Go, not. No, anyway, um. anyway, but yeah, it's now actually known. This this film has set up so many different sort of um, archetypes and. Um, stereotypes and sets of um, dramatic principles since this and what has now become the Martin Riggs complex where you have the they like the Richard Gere character the uh, character who's so distraught at something that's happened he doesn't past care if he, he lives doesn't or care dies or lives or dies yeah so that's the the milk, the uh, the Martin Riggs complex. Um, you've also got the yeah, the buddy cop interaction, as we've said. Um, you've also got the cop on the verge of retirement. There are so many cliches that are now cliches because of this film. Retirony, retirony, and um, and yeah, they set it up really well. Now the sequel is arguably better than the first. Can't remember anything about number two. The second is I would say the first is my favourite. The first is the best. Pray, why do you say? The second is arguably better than the first. The second is arguably better than the first because they managed to keep the darkness in place. There's boobs in it. There's boobs in it. You've got some tits. You've got <laughs> Patsy Kenzer getting them out. So that's um, two extra reasons. There's two extra reasons. Well, no, one is the fact that the three and four descends into comedy territory. They played it up for laughs. That's true. There's very little dark... It's, very, it's quite family almost, it's, isn't it? Yeah, and with the diminishing BBFC certificate, thus the violence and the sex and everything else diminishes with it. Yeah. So they're sort of playing to a wider market and playing it more safe with the sequels. Whereas with two, it's actually darker than the first one. It's you know um, you've got the sequence with the famous sequence where Patsy Kenza is drowned in a um, uh, in the in the river and then Martin's thrown in with a straight jacket on but he can dislocate his shoulder so he can get out of it but before he does that he sees his lover drowned with her eyes open underwater which is the darkest dark. darkest scene dark. in the whole of the Lethal Weapon series. Um, you've also got the um, you've got the South African villains who are like the Nazis, the other great white ethnically safe evil people to uh, to put into films if you want to. But Joss Ackland and uh, the guy who plays the main henchman do a terrific job of making yes. you absolutely absolutely hate them by the end of the film. You want them to die so much and you relish in those death scenes that you know are coming. Diplomatic immunity. Mm. Whereas in the first one was so much establishing Riggs and Murtagh's relationship that you didn't actually get that much time with Gary Busey or the general McAllister. No. 
Although you did hate Gary Busey. Mm, you did hate Gary Busey, but not a, not as nearly as much as you hate the villains in 2. Oh, I don't know, because he, so, he was also going with uh, Murtaugh's daughter as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he wanted a bit of Murtaugh's daughter. Just a, how? Why? Look at him. Yeah. He's Gary Busey. No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but, yeah, but 2. Oh, yeah, and then the henchman is discovered in the second one. You also have a bit of development at the backstory as well, because in the second one you've got the... Um, the henchman, it turns out, actually killed Riggs's wife as well because he was on Riggs earlier on. So not only does he kill Riggs's wife, he actually then kills his girlfriend. And by the time his death scene finally comes, you are literally jumping out of your seat going, yes, get him, get him, Mel. Um, You've also got some... It was actually quite ripe and political at the time and actually brought up a lot of awareness of what was actually going on in South Africa at the time. Because uh, during the uh, the whole apartheid and everything that was going on in South Africa, you've got Joe Pesci, which wasn't he was a bit annoying, but he wasn't nearly as annoying as he got in the second two uh, second two films. He became too much of a caricature. Yeah. After this one, you've got the toilet bomb. Yeah. Which Quality. is which is a classic scene. You've got two of the best scenes in the whole in the whole lot in this one. You've got the toilet, yeah, the bathroom toilet scene. With the uh, the bomb strapped to the toilet, which is brilliant, and just the look of fear in um, Danny Glover's eyes at that scene is fucking mm-hmm. awesome, and just the way Mel Gibson sticks with him, and and uh, the, obviously then the the coup de grace with the toilet landing on the police car, which is just brilliant. Coup de gras. I've not heard you use that word. Ever. No, never heard me use that one. Not yeah, every day. That deserves a tick. Most it definitely. Used it every day. The past. Yeah, days. but I've not used it on the show. No. Um, so. Yeah, but that's that's brilliant. The um, uh, and then you've also got the the wicked scene where Danny Glover walks. Oh, um, Joe Pesci walks into the South African embassy and says that he's got a friend who wants to emigrate because they've got a distractor. And while Mel Gibson breaks into the embassy, and the South African agent is sat there saying, "Yep, no, oh, no problem. We'll certainly help you out and get this chap into help him uh, move to South Africa. That's no problem." And then Danny Glover walks in and just like, "No, you don't want to go to South Africa. Why not? Because you're black." Yeah, <laughs> it's just that, and that sequence in itself is just brilliant. Uh, what else is too arguably better? It says here they weren't going to kill Pesci, is it? Oh. <clears throat> she was going to turn up at a Thanksgiving dinner scene. At yes, the I've seen that scene. It's on but one of the special features. Then they killed her. Yeah. She got a bit annoying, really, didn't she? Well, they had to give him the edge at the end, because the first one he had the edge in the fact that he didn't care if he lived or died. But in the yeah. second one, obviously, that had been all resolved. So his character was kind of happy-go-lucky for the majority of the film. So you needed something to give him an edge at the end, and they successfully delivered that. You've also got the... Um, there's also, as well, um, if you live in this country and you've got a multi-region DVD player, it is advisable to buy the Region 1 copy of Lethal Weapon 2 because there are still scenes to this day that the BBFC have cut out. Really? Um, they've recently restored the Death by the Nail Gun, which is brilliant. Um, where a guy gets a nail gun in the Nailed head. him. Nailed him, yeah. Left that one out. And um, they've also got, after he's been dropped in the water, there are two henchmen standing around. Yeah. And in the Region 2 version, it then transitions slowly to the next scene where uh, the two henchmen are sprawled out on the floor and Mel Gibson's obviously killed them. And in the Region 1 version, you, know, you see him snap one of them's neck and shoot the other one. But for some reason, they cut it out. It was just too much death. Too much death. Too much death in this film. That's a shame. It's a shame. We need more death in film. We <laughs> do need more death. Not less. Don't cut it out. It's great. 
But that was back when the days of the Conservatives when the BBFC liked to fuck with things a little bit more and they don't like to fuck with things as much now, which is good. Is so good. this brings us really to number three, doesn't it? Yes, now, this is where we start to get a little bit shit. I'm, I have nothing to say. Mm. Rani Russo would really? get it in this film, though. I must Rani say. Russo would get it. She's as old as your mum. One of the few times <clears throat> Rani Russo would get it. So... Mm. Okay. At that point, young teenager, you know, checking out Russo when she's getting a kit off in front of Mel. She is an ex-underwear model, I believe. Exactly. Or model, whatever. She's she's a 50 for an older lady. She's not a very good actress, though, is she, really? Mm, Really? No. She's sort of the standard Mel Gibson wife person. Kevin Costner. Girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Tin cup. (laughs) Um, <laughs> you know, but she's not hard edge. She's no. not no, not at cutting all. dramatic. She's not got straight, a wide range. Straight down the line, not a bit yeah. like Patsy Kensett, really. In fact, a bit, a bit yeah. like a bit exactly Kenzett, like Patsy Kensett, who's actually more useless than Renee Russo. It's fair to say, yeah, I think because uh, she's got an annoying voice that makes you want to punch her. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Oh, with Byros in the eyes. Lethal Weapon 3 does have the best opening scene out of any of the series. What happens, Mark? Um, the they walk into, yeah, they go into um, <clears throat> a building and uh, there's a bomb and they wait for the bomb squad. And uh, Riggs decides that he's going to try and defuse <laughs> the bomb by himself. And, and Moetar's trying to talk him out of it. And, oh, and, um, yes, and, I've seen. And uh, they end up cutting the wrong wire, speeding the bomb up. They have to leg it out, and the entire uh, the building blows, blows up. up yes. And this massive skyscraper collapses. And yeah, they 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 go on the beat, don't they, in this one? Because they get demoted. Yeah, they get demoted for, for that. Blowing well, up it's a, a rather large fuck up, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I'd say sackable offence. Yeah, personally. yeah. If I was, I'd, I'd have just come out and said, "Look, oh, we just got there, and the bomb had two minutes left to go." You know. Sorry, there were no witnesses. Mm. That's what I always thought was a bit dodgy about that. You wouldn't exactly go and it's like, yeah, we cut a wire and it sped <laughs> up. Aren't we crazy? No. Um, I just want to quickly mention the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. It's so 80s. Now, uh, that's, interesting. that's interesting you should say that. Why? Because I think that this film, these films actually managed to nicely avoid the 80s electronica crap. Well, it's, it, no, it's... it's and the great early 90s and 80s anthems yeah it's the, sorry the they early, don't... very early very late 80s very early 90s it's, it's, it's all about the saxophone the sax and I the love that guitar. kind of music I love I'm, it I'm going to bring it back in fact next film all 80s soundtrack music that's my impression of a, a Lethal Weapon that's soundtrack. good it's pretty much all the same in all of them as well they remain very yeah. consistent with the music which is quite good you just use the same stuff you got done for the first one so probably really. probably There's, this is the same dramatic situation double it up come. a bit yeah then double then it up and it'll be much better yeah. um, and so the music I thought kind of nicely avoided the 80s cliches it doesn't um, as with Die Hard it doesn't sort of it didn't make no, like it. Like I said, I, I love it. I, I think I think it is so very of the time, but it works so well yeah. because of the kind of the 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 comedy within the piece. Basically, is there to enhance the sort of. But it's not like Manhunter, because Manhunter is really marred by a, an atrocious AC soundtrack, and there's a couple of films like that which do. Certainly, some of the Roger Moore James Bond films yeah, are destroyed by AT simps and stuff coming in, which is just a bit <clears> of shit. But they, I thought they were quite good in keeping out of the Sims. Oh yeah, in yeah. particular, that's and the electric side of the eighties music. They were very, very good for doing that. Because it's all about the electric guitar and the um, saxophone. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's well, yeah, I just yeah. 
different different opinion there. Um, three suffers from a lack of plot, um, diminishing uh, seriousness, um, extra comedy. I use inverted commas there. Danny Glover's even older. Danny Glover's even older, and there's some traffic cop who fancies him, and she's really annoying. Uh, Joe Pesci's back, and he really shouldn't be because he's got absolutely nothing to do with the film. Um, comedy value. Comedy value. Rene Russo Rene added Rene. dimension again. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Got to nice. expand. Half. Got to move the characters on. Yeah, don't have to do it at all. Just don't make the film. It was awful. And the guy who plays the villain is awful. Um, he's a Brit. I've only seen him in one other thing, which was one of the prime suspects, which he was actually quite good in. But the uh, in in that he's just one. He's the worst villain out of the lot. Jet Li oh, was better. But yeah, yet I'm starting to think maybe Lethal Weapon 3 isn't as bad as Lethal Weapon 4. Lethal Weapon 4 is bollocks, mate. At least Lethal Weapon 3 has some fairly intelligent choices, I'd say. Not fucking outrageously stupid choices in what happens. Yeah. He telepathically finds him at the end. He doesn't. He does. He says he's willing him to himself. Yeah, well, for fuck's sake. But he's not. He just accidentally finds him. Oh, no bollocks. This is you trying to just... Justify it with, justify with, a, with a completely plausible theory. Yeah, Sorry. Just, I, justify I, you know, I, I keep, that you're wrong in I, saying that three is worse than four. I keep trying to... Four's the worst. Four's the worst. I've not even seen three and exactly. I know four's the worst. You know it. You know it. <clears throat> Let's talk about four. Okay. Four openers... To a fat man. Uh, not fat. He's fat man. He's not fat. He is a fat man. He's not fat. We'll put the film on if he's it not fat. is necessary. And he has a flamethrower. Yes. And he's burning lots of things. Yes. It's sort of like a, a James Bond film in the way that there's a little bit of pointless action at the beginning. But he's not fat. But he's fat. He's not fat. Anyway, fat's, fat's a judgmental word. I'm yeah. judging him. He's got a flamethrower. And I don't think you should have those. And I think people that do are generally bad people. Especially people who have, like, their own private flame. On the street, fair. yeah. Yeah, that's, well, he's it. one of those guys. It's antisocial, isn't it? It is. Yeah. He should get an asbo for that. Yeah, I was about to say, Tony really. Blair would slap an asbo on that out guy. Everybody's got an asbo. Though. You just don't know it yet. I know. Um, and, <clears throat> and they kill him. Uh, Quite spectacularly. Yeah, gotta admit they fire into the bottom of his jet, his uh, fuel tank, which he's using to man his flamethrower and um, to man it, to, to man, man it, to, <laughs> to fuel it, <laughs> the fuel. But that would have led you into the sentence: the fuel to, tank he's using to fuel, to fuel his, his flamethrower. Yeah, to, that's equally to supply absurd. his flamethrower because it's actually the fuel within the how fuel tank just, that he's using to fuel his flamethrower. Uh, how many? Can you say just, fuel three times real fast? Fuel, fuel, fuel. Oh, very good. <laughs> How about just the... the so the answer tank? to your question is yes. Yeah. <laughs> just the fuel tank? Can we just go with that? Okay, let's say the fuel tank there. They fire into the fuel tank, hit the fuel tank, and he goes propelling off into a uh, gas station and, and uh, blows, blows up. up and yeah. uh, it's quite spectacular. And, and yeah. the world blows up. <clears throat> and, it's, and instead of demoting them, they promote them um, on the basis that if they make them captains, they're off the street and uh, the... 
does the do these films not glorify the American police officer shooting a lot of people? And blowing yes, a lot of this is up? this is pre nine eleven happy go lucky <clears throat> Clinton yeah. era nineteen nineties pap. I mean, There's, the way these these films depict American police is if they see you, they they'll shoot you. That's really. pretty much the American I police force, especially the LAPD. Do you think? Oh, God, our police force will shoot you if you've got a wooden leg up your shirt. I mean, there's, you know, I'm walking down the street. Our police will shoot you if you've got a water pistol in your hand. Our police will shoot and you our if police you're Brazilian, but are you not look a n- bit Muslim. Yeah, and our police aren't notoriously trigger-happy. The LAPD are notoriously trigger-happy. Really? They shoot you if they think you're looking at them funny. Really? I think so. <laughs> That we're gonna get email sweeping generalisation. We're gonna get an LAPD email off them. So could you please not slander the <laughs> LAPD? If you get an email off the LAPD, or I'll shoot you. I will eat. Well, my let's face it. They carry guns. They're gonna get them out a lot more. Come on, LAPD! Just one email. I want to see Craig eat. Oh, that. if we do have any LAPD people who are fans of the show, could we have some LAPD baseball caps and jackets, please? That'd be yeah. great. I, I really you know, like you have in films. We've got that FBI films. agent who listens to the show. I really want the FBI T-shirt that says on the cover. <laughs> I really want that. Yeah, that'd be ace. An I... FBI hat that'd be cool as well. Yeah, federal only, agents. Only if it's a proper one. Don't be some weird geek who goes out and buys us an FBI hat and sends it. Or, or, or buys us a blank cap and writes on it. Yeah. I'm not, not going to have that. B I. I give you the F. Does the right stitching is more worrying, I think. Hmm? Embroidered. it themselves. Yeah. In their own <laughs> hair. <laughs> Which hair? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I ran out of head hair for yours, Mike, so I used my pubes. Yeah. Garfs. <laughs> Curly eye. So lethal weapon four. Now, the baddie in this one is Jet Li. Yes. Now, Jet Li, if... It is to be accepted that his skills with martial arts are actually in real life as deadly as they appear to be in films. Yes. He would have killed Mel Gibson and Danny Glover within the blink of an eye with his thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Which sort of destroys this movie. They take suspension of disbelief to a whole new level, don't they? It certainly does. Although the move he kicks, where... He kicks his arse. Doesn't he kick Mel Gibson's arse like, yeah. several times? Well, yeah, the first scene he kicks his arse in about two seconds flat yeah. and kicks Danny and Glover's arse at one point as well. Um, and uh, uh, later on puts ties him up in a burning house, deadheads Mel Gibson's uh, Beretta with one very slick move, you've got to admit. Um, don't know how plausible that move is, but it was quite a cool little bit, which leads to the whole, how did you do that with my gun? How did he do with that with my gun? Okay, let's ask him. And and they win a fight against Jet Li. Yeah. Suddenly. Suddenly, they've developed incredible skills. I mean, Lethal Weapon... Lethal Weapon, I'm doing it again. When Lethal Weapon blew up the film. Um, when, Le- when Mel Gibson... When he blew up the film. When he blew up the film. <laughs> when the film exploded at the end. <laughs> it was amazing. When the cinema exploded. And I didn't catch fire. Uh. Um, no, when Mel Gibson um, uh, was in the first Leap for Weapon film, <laughs> I can't speak anymore. At the beginning of Leap for Weapon series, he is actually a very deadly um, lethal weapon. Leap for Weapon. He's, he's a martial arts expert, and he is actually quite hard. 
by the end of the fourth one, you're thinking he's probably been eating a few pies. He's had his haircut. He's lost his edge. Um, he's like Samson. Yeah. Though, he's like Samson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. His powers are washed away. So um, you, you think at the end of it, yeah, you're probably not hard enough to take on Jet Li. You probably weren't hard enough to take on Jet Li in the first film. Maybe in the first film, but nowhere no, after no, that. No, no, Mel, you're not hard enough to take on Jet Li. Yeah. We well, all at all. If you put that on pay-per-view, I will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, HBO, your next big show. Celebrities beating up each other. So, do you ever remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, yeah. I yeah, think course, they should do that for real. Actually, do if it. you could put Jet <laughs> Li and death. Mel Gibson in a ring, not even to the death, just to a serious fucking over, people would watch that, man. Yeah, I would. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And then you could do others. You could follow it up. Well, you could watch like Will Smith and Keanu Reeves fight. Yeah, never mind the celebrity porcupine business. You know, just like proper or, celebrity or, death match. Or Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McKellen yeah. fight it out for the right to be the the English gentleman actor in films. Patrick Sp- Stewart and Bill spin, Shatner. Then it'll be spin the old man again. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spin the old man. Was him round? That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> Put a thread on the forums. I'd like to hear what other celebrities you'd like to see fight each other, <laughs> as this is something that will give me great amusement. Definitely. Thor also suffers from shitness. Shitness, just generally. It, it does smeared with it all over it. Yeah. Stinking with it. And it's like they didn't write the film with a pen. They wrote it with a big stick of shit, and he uh, didn't have a clapper films. board. He had a clapper of shit, and it was just. And it was shit. the end of time, and was, shit was, was all that survived. They were just filming it. I'm doing that voice a lot with, with processed shit. They weren't using stock; they were using toilet roll. Don't toilet roll stock. It's, it's quite expensive, especially the 16 millimeter stuff. So it's uh, it's shit then, yeah. Well, it's got the boom mic was a it's, toilet bro. It's the. Ch- <laughs> well, the props. <laughs> Uh. Dettol. <laughs> um, yeah. The, um, <laughs> those wet wipe things, those they're weird, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Those cistern blocks as well. <laughs> Blue. Yeah. It's very cheesy. <laughs> it's very cheesy, Lethal Weapon 4. There's like the fucking end where they're saying, Smile, are you all friends? No, we're family. And you've got Chris Rock. And what what the fuck was he doing in yeah, that? I think out. the only bit of good bit in it, really. The only Chris bit Rock's of good very bit. funny, and he's a good actor mm. in the way that he was. Yeah, Chris um, Rock is very funny. He was. He was he's not very lead. funny in this. He's good. Well, stand-up. that's not his fault. That's, that's he's good stand up. He's good stand up, and I don't think it was his fault because he's good in other things. It's down to the writing. Yeah, but I mean, he what was that character says, doing in that film? Oh, it, wasting well, our time. Exactly. But then that's what every other character was doing in that film as well. <laughs> yeah, it was wasting our time. Yeah, they managed to crowbar Joe Pressy back in for a few jokes. Joe, um, yeah. Who directed for, sorry? Richard Donner. Again? Yeah, he redirected all of them. Which oh, is yeah. one good thing you can say for the series is that there was a consistent level of style and in terms of script content. And obviously they managed to get all of the actors back, including all of Murtaugh's kids as well. Like, came back for all four films. 
and the actors who played them originally, they didn't recast anyone, which mm. was quite good. So they're very consistent. Yeah. But four kind of felt like you'd got to season seven of Lethal Weapon Blues, you yeah. know, and the writers had kind of run out of stories. It felt like you were returning to a TV show that you loved. It didn't really feel like a film franchise anymore. They should have like done a, a time Christmas travel special type line. thing, oh, wasn't it? Of your, your old comedy special. Yeah. And there was a massive, it was a bigger gap as well. It was 93 to 98 or 99, whenever it was, that number four came out, which was like the biggest gap everyone else had. Each so by this time, Murtaugh's at least 76. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> Murtaugh's dead. He's just been replaced with a younger model. It's not... He's a ventriloquist puppet. Ventriloquist puppet. We had him... Riggs does his voice. Riggs is now a taxidermist and did a really good job on Murtaugh's. Come on, Raj, what do you say? Uh, too old for this shit. Too old for this shit. Did you hear it? It sounded like it came from the other side of the room. It's great. No, it's a bit shit. Lethal weapon. So people should stop at two. People should stop, stop at, at two. two. Yeah, but uh, they won't. They'll they watch three and four well, because I did. I didn't. What bother. happens when you say "Don't look down"? Well, you look down and you shit yourself. I'll Don't touch that. It's hot. Ow! I told you it was dirty before you put it in your mouth. Uh. All these things. <laughs> You know, people are going to watch three and four. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we say. Well, so many levels. So many levels, yeah. Oh I, I did manage to stop myself before. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. When, when, when Leave a Weapon broke the end of the podcast. <laughs> the most disgusting, foul thing I've heard. In a while, um, I loved it when Star Wars blew up the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sat looking at your DVDs trying to find other films to do it with, and it doesn't work with them all. I was like, I loved it when Robocop. Oh, I loved it when James Bond. Oh, uh, I loved it when the Terminator. Oh, and yeah, Godfather. You can't really. Yeah, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Falling down. Uh, I loved it when he rubbed that van. This could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it when Downfall killed himself. I loved it when the Lord of the Rings threw the ring in the in the morning. <laughs> I saw actually the clip of Clerks 2 where the guy talks about Lord of the Rings, which was quite a funny uh, thingy off the forums. Made me I loved it when movies you should see yeah. destroyed Orlando Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you set me off fantasising again. <laughs> Do you think we have that power? Do you think we could destroy all his street cred and make it impossible for him to act again? Don't you act again? When did he stop? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yes, I didn't imply the absurd there, did I? <laughs> yeah, did. Took, uh, it, took absurd to a whole new level. Well, right. once again, we're descending into we shit. We're descending into absolute shit, just like Lethal Weapon 4. Well, yeah. yeah. I think we're done with this. I think yeah. it's cooked. I we think should it's, go off and it's, beat it's up We managed I'm to cover four films. I'm going to watch the first two again. Don't watch three and four. I'm, I won't. I We've got to get them though. One and two, just, to, just in case it hasn't been emphasized them. enough. One, watch, one and two are classics. Only watch two, two, three and four if you're stuck on the sofa after a huge Christmas dinner and it happens to be on. Yeah, and you really haven't got any other DVDs yeah. in your unwatched pile that you really should be catching up on. Yeah. I only really watch Leaf Weapon 3 or 4 when you've taken a whole load of Class A drugs and you're not going to remember any of it in the morning. <laughs> or if someone's come round to your house and you want them to leave. Yeah. yeah put Leaf Weapon yeah. 4. That's why, that's why I own Leaf Weapon 4. Yeah, but you, they'll just turn around. Oh, I love this film. 
This is the bit where Lethal Weapon destroys the guy with the flamethrower. This is the bit where Lethal Weapon gets the girl. <laughs> no, yeah, Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are classic films of the late 80s and some of the best action comedy films around. Yeah. And some of the best and, uh, films for, of the time. For a spin-off, then do watch National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Because mm. it is hilarious. It is classic. But to really understand all of Lethal Loaded Weapon 1, you, you need to watch, need to one watch and, two. and 3. 3 as well? Yeah. All right. But yeah, it is funny. It is funny. Oh yeah, you got the bit with the, the helicopter blowing up. Mainly 2, isn't it? It's mainly 2, yeah. Yeah. General General Motors. General Motors. William Shatner. Yeah. We yeah. die down, we're not worthy. Exactly. Sorry, Michael, won't do. <laughs> Where? Life's too short and there's no time for fussing, my friends. Where is the microfilm? The what? <laughs> the microfilm. Where? Do you mean the film that tells people how to turn innocent cocaine into innocent looking cookies? Yes. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant film. Shall we do the end bit of the show? Yeah, let's yeah. do the end bit of the show before we go into quoting Loaded Weapon all night. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great quote of one again, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Have you got that on DVD? Yes, I do. May I borrow that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's the know. other DVD comedy I own. So, get on the forums. Tell us which celebrities you wish to fight. You can find the link there on our website, simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see. Mm-hmm. Tell us if you liked the bit where Lethal Weapon blew up the building. Tell us if you like Lethal Weapon. Tell us if you didn't like Lethal Weapon. Tell us if you think Lethal Weapon 4 was better than Lethal Weapon 3. Tell us if you think Lethal Weapon 2 was better than Lethal Weapon 1. Just tell us things about Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. tell us stuff. As we've proven, we know nothing about those films. We know nothing. Also on our webpage, there's a button that says store. You can click on that and you can go and buy old episodes of our show. There'll be some more in there because I'm going to start putting more in. Special. Um... And there is the A store, don't forget, little Amazon store on our page that will take you through. I'll put all the sh- the films we talk about and stuff you related to You can buy the region you can one buy them and stuff like that. Off it's just store. Amazon, but it it's looks like Amazon. our webpage. But don't tell them that. Yeah. Well, We've no. I've been part of Lethal Weapons on the side. Yeah, no, we haven't, though. No, we haven't. Um, and also, if you'd like to, you could vote for us on Podcast Alley. Yes, you could. We'd really I appreciate that. I think you should, that. actually. You could. I think you should. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Tristan has threatened to leave if you don't get your votes in. And um, he's threatened to take us with him. And we, we kind of don't want to go, so... Uh, no, no. I'd, it's a small, yeah. cold room, and I don't want to go. No. Uh, There's so no tea and coffee for facilities. No. Mm. Also, you can download our other podcast, Make It So. Make It So. As soon as technical issues are resolved then Musical Mass cast will be up and running. And Which may be by now. We, maybe by maybe now. now. And Hopefully. Maybe by now. Crossed. We might have uh, the replacement to DVD commentary up and running, which temporarily titled at the moment as Movies You Should See's Evil Twin. Yes. Which will feature Will Tristram and a host of other hilarious characters. A roving host of... Roving host. Roving host. A roving host. A, a roving host of minstrels. What is to rove? I have no idea. To I wander th- around. I think I meant to say roaming. But or is roving a word? It's the same thing. It oh, is that's now. good. But to review shit films that you really should watch would be... Because they're so bad. Because they're so bad is what you will be doing on yes. Movies You Should See's Evil Twin. Or M-Y-S-S. E-T-T. E-T-T. <laughs> <laughs> 
M-Y-S-S apostrophe small s E-T. Yeah. Or movies you should see the next generation. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Movies you should see two. No. no. You know what the premise is. Yeah. Suggestions on a postcard, please. Or on the forums will be better. Yeah, and easier. It was a figure of speech. Yeah. But you don't have our address. And if it's already out <laughs> by now, it's too late. We've picked a name. Uh, myspace.com forward slash movies you should see. Add your profile to there. Let's have a look at you. Give us some comments, feedback, more stuff you can put on there. Uh, individual profiles are also attached to that. You can find them in our top friends on movies you should see. Um, yeah, yeah. Add yourself. Fantastic. Cool. Go for it. Cool. Yes. Yes. I think that's everything we have to say. Uh, You can phone us. The phone number's on the webpage on Skype or buy our birthday video that's still out there. And we've got DVDs for sale Mm -hmm. too. And movies for your iPod. Yeah. We never talk about those. There's movies for your iPod you can download. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And stuff like that. Stuff like that. Have a look. Check it out. There's lots of fun. www.simplysyndicated.com. Spend a day on our side. Slots of fun. There's lots to look at. Bookmark it. Make it one of your favourites. Yeah. It's one of mine. Donate money. Buy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just buy stuff, I'd rather. That's better. Just buy stuff. Help us out. Buy stuff. Buy. It's all good quality above board goods. Buy stuff. Yeah. Unless you've got five million pounds of venture capital, you can donate that. Go on, do it. I'd have that. Buy it. Yep. Get Mike like a Mac, then Go on. that'd be lovely. You do it. You know you want to. Yeah, you, you do it. Yeah, give yeah, us five yeah. million quid. Yeah. Has anyone got five million quid? No, no, no. a fiver. Let's go. Oh, Shall we say, go? If you write for a magazine or something like that, then write an article about us. Yeah, or write a review on iTunes. There's another one. Oh, yeah. Right. If you if you write for Empire, if you're in the Empire office now, phone us. We'll we'll do an article. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Not. Trying to blag some publicity or anything? But no, yeah. not at all. Are you are you afraid of our movie reviewing prowess? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I doubt that very much. You think so do I. Psychology <laughs> and You're just too scared. Seen. You don't want to bring attention to us because people stop reading your magazine forever. They'll send a lethal no. weapon round if we're not careful. No, no, I've got Die Hard back there. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get Star out Trek. of here? Yeah, I've got Star Trek faces yeah. ready. <laughs> okay, thank right you then. for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Ta-da. Bye. Thank you.